the short life of a child. Rabbi, cried the Jewish woman, standing before the holy Baal Shem Tov, I have waited so many years for a child. Please have mercy on me and bless me with a child. The Baal Shem Tov felt for the poor woman. He saw how she longed for a child of her own and therefore prayed to Hashem on her behalf and promised her that in a year from now Hashem will fulfill your request and you will give birth to a son. Filled with joy and with faith in the Baal Shem Tov's words and in Hashem, she returned home. A year later, just as she was promised, the woman gave birth to a boy. The joy of the couple knew no bounds. They prepared a great feast and invited all the townspeople to join in the celebration of the bris. The child was intelligent and charming. As soon as he was able to speak, his parents taught him to say the morning prayers, the brachis. When he reached the age of two years, his parents brought him to see the holy Baal Shem Tov to receive a blessing that he grew up to be a chassid Yerushamayim and a lamdin. The Baal Shem Tov held the child in his arms, kissed him, and bid the parents farewell. When the couple returned home with their son, however, a terrible tragedy happened. Their child suddenly passed away. Broken-hearted and shocked, the grieving couple traveled back to the Baal Shem Tov as soon as the seven days of mourning Shiva were over. They wanted to tell him what happened and to understand why their precious child, for whom they had waited so many years for, was suddenly taken away from them in such a tragic way. The Baal Shem Tov tried to comfort the couple in a soothing voice, he told them to listen to a story and then they would understand what happened. And the story goes like this, said the Balshamtiv. There was once a great king who ruled over many lands. He had all he could wish for. That is, everything besides for one thing a son, a child that would inherit his kingdom after his passing. For many years, the king brooded and wondered what he could do. The king's advisor, who was no friend of the Jews, saw the king's sadness and said, Your majesty, I suggest you order the Jews to pray that you bear a son. Tell them that if within a year you will not have a son, they will be expelled from your land and will not be allowed to take any of their possessions with them. You can be sure that the Jews will pray for you and you will surely have a child. The king did as he was advised and notified the Jews that if the child was not born to him, in one year they would all be forced out of his land mercilessly, without a penny to their name. Upon hearing the decree, the Jews gathered in the local shul and poured their hearts out to Hashem, pleading from Hashem, that this king should have a child. A year later, the queen gave birth to a boy. There was great joy in the palace and celebrations were held in the entire kingdom. The king canceled the decree that he gave to the Jews and showered the Jews instead with many gifts as a sign of his gratitude. The prince grew up in the palace and was given everything he desired. 
He was handsome, clever, and he loved to learn, which greatly pleased his parents. The king invited the best tutors to educate his son. Before long, the tutors had taught him all that they could. The prince, who was thirsty to learn even more, told his father that he wanted to advance his studies and learn new things that he hasn't learned before. So the king, the father, told him, I will hire the head priest to teach you, the top and most famous priest. He knows a great deal and will be able to further your knowledge, the king said. The priest was brought to the palace, and all day long the priest, the prince, studied with him diligently. There was only two hours a day when the priest would seclude himself in a room, and the prince was not permitted to enter or disturb him. And so the little boy wondered to himself, what does the priest do in this room every day? The prince tried to find a way to sneak into the room where the priest spent. One day, the prince, in fact, managed to find a key that fit the lock of the priest's room. And he did this by searching through his father's keys. He was looking and looking until he found that one key that fit inside the door. As he entered the room, he was shocked by what he saw. The priest was sitting there and wearing, listen to this, a talus and fillin. He was studying the holy title with great concentration. The prince ran up to the priest and said, Now I know why you're here, because you are a Jew. I also want to study your holy Torah, because all I have learned until now does not satisfy me. Please, could you teach me the Torah? At first, the priest was frightened. He knew that if it were known that he was in fact a Jew, he would be sentenced to death immediately by the king. But when he saw how much the prince desired to study, he agreed to teach him. From that day on, this priest, or now we're calling him quote-unquote priest, and the prince would sit in a locked room and study Torah secretly. After studying a great deal, the prince no longer wanted to live in the palace. He wished to convert, become a Geir Tzedek, and become a full-fledged Yid. One day, the prince decided that he would disguise himself as a simple farmer, and he slipped away out of the palace without telling anyone what he was doing. He journeyed for many days, surviving on just dry bread and water, until he finally reached a distant Jewish community. He went to the local rabbi and asked to be converted. From then on, the little prince lived as a proper Jew, observing the commandments and studying Torah all his life, just as this rabbi commanded him to do so. Now the king seeing that his only son went missing, sent his men all over the kingdom to find his only son. But they searched in vain. Nobody imagined that the pampered prince had given it all up, all his wealth that he had, just to become a simple Jew, living in poverty, but happy with his lot. When the prince passed away, his pure neshama was greeted with great honor in heaven. 
because of his merit in saving the Jews from expulsion and because of the sacrifice he made to become a Jew. The heavenly court decided that the princess Neshama deserved to be in a place of honor with the Neshames of the other Tzadikim. But since the first two years of his life he had been in the care of a non-Jewish mother, it was decreed that his Neshama returned to the world for just two years to be in the care of a Jewish mother from birth. This holy son, said the Baal Shem Tev, was your son that was born to you. You were chosen to raise him for two years, actually it was three years, in holiness and purity. Be comforted, for you have merited to do a great deed. The parents were greatly consoled upon hearing all that the Baal Shem Tev told them. The Baal Shem Tev advised the couple to devote themselves to mitzvahs connected with children. The man became the shamish of the local shul. He would gather the children and tell them stories of holy people and taught them how to daven and to answer Amin, Geishmei in shul. Whenever the Torah was taken out of the Aran Kodesh, he would tell the children to kiss it and lift up the small children so that they too could kiss the Torah. He explained the importance of kissing the Torah, which is the heart of the Jewish people. He also explained the greatness of kissing the mezuzah, which contains the chapters of Shema and protects us from harm. The children listened attentively to his words and as a result grew up to be Yirei Shemayim and Lamdonim. The woman became a midwife and also helped poor women and their infants with all their needs. She gave her money and time to help anyone she could. In the merit of their good deeds and because they listened to the Baal Shem Tov's words, as a son was actually born to them two years later. From childhood, it was evident that he was destined for greatness and he grew up to be the famous holy Reb Arin of Karlin Zechusei Yogoin Aleinu.